Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the St. Louis All Local Podcast. Here are today's stories from the KMOX Newsroom. By almost straight party line vote, Missouri House Republicans sent the Senate Thursday a measure to prohibit transgender medical procedures on minors. The bill's sponsors, Southern Missouri Republican Brad Hudson, attacked Democrats for their emotional arguments against restrictions on medical procedures to change a minor's sex. You shouldn't take a piece of legislation that seeks to protect kids and then go out and tell a community they hate you. They want to legislate you out of existence. They can't stand you. They don't understand you. When you start doing that, you create problems. And I submit a lot of the problems, a lot of the emotional problems around this issue have come from the other side, not those of us who are trying to do the right thing. Again, it is simple. A yes vote is a vote to protect kids from sex change, drugs, and surgeries. A no vote is to not offer that protection. Democrats indeed raised strong personal attacks, one-sided the suicide of a transgender son of a Kentucky legislator. Another question whether he could call a fellow legislator who supported the bill a friend. From Missouri's capital, Phil Brooks, KMOX News. Missouri's Attorney General issued an emergency rule today requiring children to undergo 18 months of therapy before they could receive gender-affirming care. The rule is set to take effect April 27th. A former St. Louis Circuit judge says for the good of the city, something has to be done about the Circuit Attorney's Office. Retired St. Louis Circuit Judge Thomas Frawley says the rising crime in St. Louis has to be reversed or the city will go down the hole. Why would I want to have my volleyball tournament, my NCAA tournament, my uh, convention in St. Louis City when I don't know that I can walk from my hotel uh, over by the ballpark all the way over to the convention center? Frawley supports the effort to remove Gardner from office but cautions it might not be winnable. He's also backing a plan B before the Missouri legislature, which would set up a special prosecutor here to handle serious felony cases. Kevin Killeen, KMOX News. It's been a few days since the scooters came back downtown. No major problems to report, but Sheriff Vernon Betts is concerned about the summer. Well, I'm not excited about the scooters coming back. These kids are on those scooters. They don't watch where they're going half the time. It's right out in the street. And, uh, And so I think... I think it was better with it's better without the scooters. Betts is offering to help police again patrol downtown this summer. Over the past three years, his deputies, who usually stick to the courthouses, got out on foot patrol on Washington Avenue to try to help deter crime. An arrest has been made in the stabbing death of Cash App founder St. Louis native Bob Lee. San Francisco Police Chief Bill Scott says Mr. Lee and the 38-year-old suspect Nima Momeni knew each other. Mr. Momeni was taken into custody without incident in Emeryville, California. This week, Debbie Monterey brought us the stories of people living on the streets of St. Louis, where many said city services are lacking. But the Board of Aldermen this session will be discussing an unhoused Bill of Rights. Board President Megan Green says, first, we shouldn't criminalize being homeless and there should be steps the city needs to take to break up an encampment. A lot of times when encampments are broken up, All of people's belongings are lost in that process. So we need to be able to protect people's things, but we also need to make sure that 
We reserve space for folks who are not yet ready to come inside. For them, there should be a place they're allowed to camp with services. She says the services have been slow to come online because it's so difficult right now to hire people. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. Due to rain this weekend, IDOT has canceled road work on westbound 270 between Illinois Route 3 and Riverview Drive. No word on when work will be rescheduled. After 28 years on the air at KMOX, Carol Daniel announces her retirement. Right now, let me say thank you, because I have been embraced by the community in a way that I just had no idea uh, was coming. You can hear the entire announcement and read more about it on our website, KMOX.com. Her last day on the air will be May 25th. From the KMOX business desk, the amount of homes for sale in the St. Louis region is low, according to Christina Strait of Strait Realty. She says that's making seller concessions nearly non-existent. The properties that are priced right, that are in the areas that people want to be in, they're still seeing multiple offers. And when you have a case of multiple offers, then you have a probability that most of the concessions will be waived because the buyer really wants to get into that house. Strait says there are still instances where sellers are on the hook to pay if the property was overpriced or needed work. Since the release of chat GPT, awareness of artificial intelligence has increased. We've had controversies over AI-created school essays, Then there was the buzz over the fake images of the Pope and a puffy coat, but it's what AI could potentially do behind the scenes that has some cybersecurity experts worried as well as intrigued. Joining me now to talk more about it is Liberty Vittert, a professor of data science at the Olin School of Business at Washington University in St. Louis. Thank you so much for joining me to talk about this. Thanks so much for having me. I guess it's kind of a catch-22. You know, AI could probably help us a lot with cybersecurity, but in the wrong hands, it could really be damaging. It's really what you see with any of these advancements in AI. It's also what you see in advancements of any type of crime. That, you know, as the police get better, the criminals get better at getting around it. It's just how it works. The only good thing we have going for us is that we only have to catch them once and they have to, you know, they have to go through multiple, multiple times of risking this. But it's that age-old trade-off. So cyber criminals are already using computer programs to do things like brute force attacks where, you know, they hit a computer over and over again with a variety of passwords, for example. How could AI take things a step further when it comes to these threats? So AI is really what what will take this forward, what's already starting to take forward. You know, with the ability to do data analysis at, in speeds that humans could never really imagine and test codes that humans could never really imagine. We just see so clearly what AI could do to code that is really thought to be as secure as it can get and couldn't even be filtered against a brute force attack. But what we're seeing is that these things are going to be able to start happening with AI and things like our bank accounts are not necessarily going to be safe anymore. So when we look at things like breaking encryption, could there be any limitations to AI because of the way it's structured or could this really break things wide open? So what most people feel would inhibit AI from being able to do this is that it's not very good at things that have to do with logic. So, for example, if I say um, A goes to B and B goes to C, the AI would usually have to take those two steps. It wouldn't be able to then intimate that A goes to C. 
So it would have to be slower in that sense that would have to take more and more steps. But I think that there is no limitation as to the true potential impact of AI and that it could get to a point where it's able to do the type of inferences that are needed for that level of encryption. When I've spoken with cybersecurity firms, one of the things that they have told me over and over is, you know, one of the biggest weaknesses for companies is the human aspect. But for them, as far as detecting attacks, there's no replacement for the human beings that they have on staff who use their brains as the best computer to identify some of these attack patterns. Could AI someday fill that role and and bridge those logical gaps you're talking about? Absolutely. And I think it's sooner rather than later. Um, You know, people are going to be able to use these. AI is able to detect patterns that we couldn't even imagine. There's some really, there's very complex patterns. It's hard to see and it's hard to see which variables matter and which ones don't. And AI is really going to have the ability to filter that out so much faster and with so much more precision than the human brain. What about the resources that it would take to develop and deploy this type of machine learning and AI? You know, is this going to be a big hurdle for some maybe like government agencies or small businesses, whereas these criminal enterprises could bring more resources to bear? It's super scary, especially because the criminal enterprise doesn't have to make their money up front, right? They can make their money on the back after they've already successfully, you know, uh, held hostage some company. So, um, you know, you, you, you see a huge issue with that. And also just what something like the U.S. government is able to pay people. You know, even if they're in Silicon Valley doing who knows what, they're able to make millions of dollars, whereas in a government salary, you just can't. So it's that same issue that you have the best of the best, not necessarily wanting to work for the good guys. So from your perspective right now, what should governments and companies be doing, uh, you know, to invest or even investigate in their options for artificial intelligence when it comes to cybersecurity? You know, really, I think the only thing that would be able to save us, and um, Elon Musk sort of started by saying this, is that there needs to be a pause on what's being developed within AI. You know, obviously that can't can't just be the United States because then we're going to fall behind. That's got to be everybody, which I think is pie in the sky thinking. So the only thing that I think could really save us from some real potential serious crises in the future is if we did that to sort of set up the ground rules. But I, you know, people just don't tend to see AI as the same thing as the nuclear bomb and they don't seem to be willing to truly regulate it to the level that it needs to be regulated. They just see it as differently, even though it could have just as big of an impact. With the way that things have developed so quickly recently, do you have any sense of, are we a year down the road, five years down the road to some really serious impacts from AI? I think we are within a year of seeing some serious things happen. With ChatGPT, it's, it's only really a matter of time. Um, before the criminal element is able to hack in, hold hostage, wreak havoc. And I think we're just going to see this huge explosion of um, data and AI-related catastrophes. That's Liberty Vittert, a professor of data science at the Olin Business School at Washington University in St. Louis. St. Louis All Local is produced by the KMOX News Team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.